Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Garoppolo. Thrown down. Brian Burns gets there. Spider-Man. What a pass rush by Burns. See how quickly he got to the edge. And got this is Desmond Johnson on the Believe and Carolina Panthers podcast. Here on the Believe Podcast Network. The number one podcast network for professionals. Do you believe? If you enjoy the show, please subscribe and rate the show on iTunes. We're available in your favorite directories, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, and TuneIn. You can also find us at Believe.com and at Believe Podcast on Twitter. Welcome into a brand new edition of the Believe in Carolina Panthers podcast. I'm your host, Desmond Johnson, joined by the Panthers all-time leading rusher, Jonathan Stewart. Um, I don't know if y'all know, but today is National Signing Day. And uh, Skylar Callahan, besides what he does for us here, Believe in Panthers, he also is a Sports Illustrated beat writer for West Virginia, uh, as well as the Charlotte Hornets and the Carolina Panthers. So huge day for him. So he couldn't be here. He's in the middle of dude signing and moving in the portal and all that kind of stuff for West Virginia. So he couldn't be with us today. Glad you guys could be with us. I saw when I uh, logged in, there was some people already waiting uh, in the room for us. I uh, got to apologize. We uh, All three of us have holiday stuff going on, other things happening uh, where it was a little bit harder to coordinate it this week uh, to get you a new episode. But of course you knew it was going to come through in the clutch and uh, we're glad you're here with us today. Um, loaded show today. Matter of fact, uh, Stu's bright spots from Sunday. Carolina Panthers nine-seven winners over the Atlanta Falcons to move to two and twelve on the season. Uh, more importantly, possibly ruining Atlanta's chances to get into the playoffs. So we'll get into Stu's bright spots for that. Bryce Young's uh, drive to win the game has Bryce Young finally arrived. I- I've been on record the past couple of weeks saying that I needed to see some kind of number one pick type moment from Bryce. Did we see that Sunday in that final drive? A uh, 17 play masterpiece uh, going 90 yards on the field to set up the winning uh, score. So we'll talk about that. We need to, we finally need to sit down and talk about Ejiro Ivaro's defense. Um, I don't understand how this is possible, but we're two and 12 and we have the third ranked <laughs> defense in yards allowed in the whole uh, NFL. And we're third in pass defense. I'm just like, how's this even possible? So we'll talk about that and what does that maybe mean for uh, Ivaro possibly in the future with the Panthers. And then, um, our boy Cam Newton. Cam Newton was all in the news last week. It was after we taped, so we didn't get a chance to really discuss any of it. But I want to get into his game manager, game changer comments, and a little bit about what he was talking um, on fourth and one on his pod about uh, wanting to be team president of the Carolina Panthers. And I want to go more into why that wouldn't make sense, because I've had fears of us losing our identity over the next couple of years with the way the personnel and everything's been going on. But we'll get all of that and more. It's open mailbag. Uh, all the guys that are already in here, uh, again, we appreciate you guys stopping by. Um, you can drop your stuff in here. Uh, like Dallin, uh, I know you all have thought about this, but I know you all have already thought about this, but I can't stop thinking about what if Bryce had Christian and DJ. Uh, C-Mac is on an MVP campaign right now uh, in San Francisco. The dude is killing it. Um, and we all kind of knew that was his thing. And I mean, I mean, we can't change the, the past now. He ain't here now. Um, so hopefully lesson learned uh, with him not being here and San Francisco, probably the best team in the NFL. Before I turn it over to Stu and his bright spots from Sunday, a quick word from our friends over at Bet Online. All the major sports are in action this week with the college football playoffs ready to kick off. Bet Online is your number one destination for all your sports wagering info, including news for pro football, the NBA, upcoming fights, and NHL games this season. Head to the website today to get into the action and see all the updated odds for the week. Remember to use the promo code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. And where we start uh, typically is the box score, but it's Wednesday, so we won't spend a whole lot of time on the uh, Falcons game. But 9-7 winners, no no touchdowns. So it's three field goals. The defense played lights out. Uh, Stu, uh, we started a new segment last week, Stu's Bright Spots. Stu, would you, uh, what'd you take away from the Panthers' 9-7 win versus uh, Atlanta? Well, I mean, you hit it on right on the nail with the defense out the gate, right? I mean, we want to talk about bright spots or any type of, you know, uh, positive indicators that Carolina Panthers are headed in a good direction. Um, the defense, I mean, they've been solid all year. Uh, not really have got – they haven't gotten any help from the offense um majority of the year um you know but you know i think you know you can hang your hat on the fact that ebro's got that defense you know locked in 
um, their depth. You know, they've been injured throughout the year, just like the offensive offensive skill guys and offensive line has had their issues um, throughout the year. But for whatever reason, you know, that defense, man, um, you know, they, they figured out how to play together <clears throat> within a new scheme, um, which is really tough to do. Um, going from 4-3 to 3-4, you guys, you got guys on that team um, that might not, you know, on paper fit, you know, a 3-4 scheme, um, but they were really well coached. <laughs> so um, there's a lot to say to that. There's a lot to say to that. So I would take that as a bright spot. But Eddie Pinero, man, thank well you. Well done. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> People don't understand. Yeah. It was a downpour. Like they were playing in a nor'easter. Like, yes, this hard. is not, this is not kicking indoor. This is yeah. not kicking in September. This is cold weather, December football. And to be able to, you know, lock in, you know, and make those, uh, those kicks, I mean, that's a clutch player right there. And, and that's exactly what you want. You know, he's at his – he's right now performing at the top of his position right now. You know, making clutch p- kicks like that, you don't have teams that have kickers that will do that. And he did it for us in a time in need. Um, but – and then the obvious, my favorite, Chuba Hubbard. He's a dog. He's doing his thing. He's been a dog. Yeah. And, and, you know, shout out to him, you know, making the most of his opportunities and making a statement, um, really, you know, making a case, you know, for, you know, setting himself up for next year as far as being the talk of, you know, one of the top tier running backs, um, you know, finishing, you know, in December is what a running back dreams of doing, you know, Dece- November, late November, December, if you're getting into the playoffs, like playoffs. Like that's when your team is going to depend on that position the most. Um, the weather, the elements. If you can move the the chains um, and keep the momentum going on the offensive side of the ball and keeping the defense on the sideline, getting them rested up because it's been a lot of banging, throwing their bodies around throughout the whole year. Give them an opportunity to get some rest and create some longevity. Um, you know, for their, you know, their. End of the season. I mean, especially you, you got one more game added to the regular season. Um, it's huge. So, Chuba, man, shout out to you. You're the bright spot. You have been all year. So, thank you. Uh, before we go into uh, first, Eddie Panero, because I was just thinking about this, how it's funny how things kind of come full circle. Because remember last year, that Atlanta game, he missed that. He missed the. Uh, was it extra point first, and then he missed the field goal. Well, the extra point because he got pushed out because of the penalty. He missed that, remember? And then yeah. he missed an overtime, I believe. Uh, and Atlanta ended up winning the game uh, for it to come back full circle of almost a calendar year later for him to kick a field goal to win it against Atlanta and possibly push them out of playoff contention. That's gotta. Yeah. That's gotta feel some sort of good. Yeah, you know, definitely, you know, man. You always want to. You always want to hear those stories where a guy, you know, rises above. Um, you know, the circumstances like that. And, you know, it says a lot about, the, you know, the special teams coach right now that is taking over the head coaching role, you know, his understanding and his belief in, in special teams um, and putting, you know, you know, the the game in the hand of, you know, Eddie to come through in the clutch like that is huge. I, I You know, I'm glad you mentioned that too, because there was a, uh, I think it was first quarter, end of the first quarter, he called a timeout they were getting ready to punt and they were about to switch sides, switch field or whatever. And the wind was blowing a certain way. So he called timeout right before the quarter ended so that they could punt with the wind as opposed to going into the commercial yeah. break, switching it and then punting into the wind. And I was sitting yeah. there watching on TV and I, at first I'm like, why is he calling a timeout? And it literally yeah, took man. me like 30 seconds. To be like, Oh, Oh, okay. Yeah. That that's uh that's game management right that's there. That's game management. That's good stuff. Yeah. Like I yeah, saw that. I was like, okay. As a, <laughs> and as a as a coach, you know, as a head coach, those are the things that you can control, right? Right. You can control. You can control. You know, putting your team in the best position to win, which was field position the whole game, right? Okay. How do we be, get in position to score? 
And for our scores, yeah, you know, fans would love to see touchdowns. Um, I mean, the Carolina Panthers locker room would love to see touchdowns. But in a game like that where the elements are so strong and, and you're, you know, you're str- you've had a year of struggle um, and it's a division opponent, um, not just an opponent, but, I mean, a rival. I mean, at the end of the day, Buccaneers, Falcons, Saints, they're all rivals, if you ask me. But – yeah, I don't know if we have you one. Gotta, you got to you got to get you got to get what you can, you know, can take. Yeah. And and, and that's exactly kind of how we played that game and um so kudos to him for for being thorough with his um his game management. Shout out to the fans too that came to the stadium to watch that game cuz we we kind of got drugged last week on social media the whole tickets 45 cent and all that kind of I don't even know if that's even accurate or not, but I know they were as low as the resales were as low as five ten dollars for some of the spot. I did see that, but there was again there was a nor'easter on top of us. The team's one and twelve. Like, I, I, there's an interim head coach in place. I get it, but for people to just be like, ah, the Panthers can't even sell tickets and blah blah blah. For the fans that did come and did watch that game and got rewarded with a win, I have a buddy who uh, I went to high school with and graduated with, and he was posting on Facebook that he because the prices were so low, he took his two little boys to the game for their first ever yeah. Carolina Panthers game live. And he was uh, he posted at the end of it. They're sitting there, and the first picture they're kind of like, uh, "What are we doing?" Because we're sitting in the rain. Last picture, they're all excited because the team won, and it's just an experience that they'll remember forever. And a lot of people, like, because of the weather, they're going to remember that game more than they would have if it was sunny and sixty five degrees outside. So, yeah, shout out to the fans, man, y'all. Yeah, we the we fans, still got man, you, guys, you guys are creating core memories. That's yeah. what I like to call it. <laughs> let's, uh, let's go into the locker room right after the game. Uh, here's special team interim head coach Chris Tabor uh, rallying the troops. You won the game. Defense, unbelievable. Two turnovers. That's big time. That's big time. Hey, hey, here's the deal. The other thing is this. Guys, offensively, kept chopping wood. Kept chopping wood, boys. Great job. Proud of you right there. Special teams moving the ball. Pinning them down there, making our kicks. That's a team win. There we go. Let's call it up. Hey, guys, keep sticking together. All right. I love all of you. I'm proud of you. Family on three. One, two, three. Family. He did miss an opportunity to say keep pounding. Uh, I don't know why he said keep chopping or whatever he said, but he could have. <laughs> right there. He it's, a, it's, it. it's from the book. You ever read the book, uh, Chop, Chopping Wood, Carry Water? Nah. I no, need you go read that. That's what's in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Give me some yeah, info. That's, what, that's, that's what he's that's what that's what he's referring to. You know, but I mean he continue to do the you gotta continue to do the you know the the, the little things know, the things the little things and, yeah. and eventually you know you'll reap your reward. And it felt good to as you look around that locker room, it, it felt like everyone's still pretty much engaged. Like it feels like everybody wanted this win and they worked for it like there's still something to say about yeah okay they're out of playoff contention they can't win the division yada 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 but there's still some some moments they can have yeah. here this year to and build this is what next people, year this is what people you know it kind of like i let kind of the talk of should they sit bryce young and all this talk you know you know the last several weeks um but this, these are the reasons why you 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 have your rookie quarterback finish out the season so he can live through these opportunities to get better and to yeah. grow with your team. Because at the end of the day, like not a lot of those guys are going to be back next year, but majority of the guys are going to be there next year. And so this is an opportunity for them to build chemistry, to to fight for a win um, and, and to, to feel what it you know feels like to, you know, scrap and, and do all you can in a messy situation and come out victorious because at the end of the day, yeah, they won two games this year so far, but a win is a win. And it feels good. I saw uh, somebody posted on Instagram. I'm not going to call them out completely, but they were like, I wish they would have let Bryce run it in for a touchdown or throw a touchdown at the end. That whole thing was calculated that entire drive. Like literally by the time they got down there, they knew what they were going to do. They downed it. They knew their kick field goal, walk off in the game. Like you said, a win is a win. I don't care. 
if Bryce scores yeah. a touchdown at the end or the kick a field goal or or whatever. He sounded like, like a he sounded like a fantasy football or something. Yeah, but. it was like, come on, man. Like, what does it matter? <laughs> <laughs> like we, we're one in the, we're one in twelve. <laughs> You're sort of complaining yeah. about us not going scoring a touchdown to win. Like it's gonna help Bryce. If anything, Bryce sounded happy that uh that that, that they got the win and the method they did it, and he sounded relieved to be honest at the podium. Yeah. And I do I have switched back to let him play out the season. I, I was on the whole, maybe we should sit him a bit. Oh, it was you that was saying that? Ew. <laughs> I was one of them. Yeah, I was one of them. I almost convinced <laughs> Skyler, too. I was like, eh, come on, come over here with me. But what you just said especially kind of convinced me that you're right. You know, if he's sitting, he, he needs to know what it feels like to win in the NFL. Yeah. He needs to know what it feels like to ruin another team's chances in the NFL. Like build Yeah, off, it feels you know? good to just and it's yeah. your division opponent like we can like next year they, next year they're going to remember this game. You're creating core memories. Yeah, you, you so, need that. You know, you need, you need that. that. It's like iron sharpens iron. And I, I do mm-hmm. feel like that uh that that kind of came into play. Here's uh Bryce at the podium uh Sunday right after the win where you can kind of tell that, you know, my guy's super excited about uh, notching a first win uh, or his second win second of his uh, rookie season. Seven and a half minutes ago, ball on your five. What are you guys saying to each other in that moment? Um, I mean, where else would you rather be, you know, um, opportunity to go down and, and win the game? Um, you know, for me, there's there's no other group I'd rather do it with. Um, you know, we all have faith in each other. We all believe in each other. And, you know, it, it, it was just a great opportunity. So I'm um, just in the huddle, being able to look at each other. We all that all had the same look in each other's eyes. We all had confidence, and you know we were able to put it together. So uh, you know credit goes to to, to my teammates, to, to everyone, and then to to TB and Coach Tabor for managing everything. I love the fact that um, that right there up. just said, yeah that that right there. If people would actually dial in and listen to the words that he just said, like you're watching. You're watching a team come together. You're watching yeah. a team. You're watching culture, like, come together as well. Like, a winning culture, like, if you look at some of these, like, teams that, you know, look at some of the greatest teams, like, that has ever been, you know, like, in the National Football League. Mm-hmm. You look at their schedules and you look at their wins. A lot of their wins aren't blowouts. A lot of them, yeah. you know what yeah, I'm saying? Right. Like, it's really some of, those wins, like, some of those wins are like, man, why they only why they only win by two against the Cleveland Browns or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's because it was a scrappy game. It was mm-hmm. one of those games where the other team showed up too. Yep. It just so happens that you have a little bit more grit. You know the guy that's in that huddle. You are looking at that guy in in his eyes while he's sweating, while he's exhausted. And you're saying to yourself, man, I'm going to pull through for that guy. I'm pulling through for all of these guys. And so his that that moment of him explaining what it's like in the huddle, I know that that feeling all too well. You know where it's, you know, man, we're we're we got a chance. Like, mm-hmm. where else would we want to be right now? It's on us. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's like on we, us. We like determine the is, end of this game. Yeah. And, and so this is the build up to something special, I believe, in the Carolina Panthers, and. You know, a rainy game like that, you know, the, the controversy of fans showing up, the controversy of the year as a whole, coaching controversy, all of it. But they are in the huddle in that moment. Where else would you want to be? Huh. This is where I want to be. Yeah. That's good stuff. And that's good perspective. And that's good growth. And what I really expect for the rest of the season is we might win the rest of our games. It's funny so, how it switches so quick too. <laughs> we in the same spot last week. Like I don't know if there's a game we can win on the schedule. It, all right. it took, we didn't even score a touchdown. <laughs> and right. All it took was just to have that victory feeling to be like, you know what, our, yeah. our, our division really ain't all that, and like they're all yeah. struggling. Like nobody wants to win the division. I guess the Saints kind of do, but <laughs> like the rest it's of them, it's, like, it's, it's New Year's Eve. It's a home game. Green Bay's got to travel. Yeah. They're not going to really want to be here. They're up they're and like, down. They their family at the yeah. house. And they're coming to they're coming to play the Carolina Panthers. I mean, shoot, it's gonna be sunny. Yep, it's gonna be cold. We can disrupt the <laughs> NFC playoff picture, like literally, yeah. like the, we can disrupt. Be the disruptors. <laughs> be disruptors. Be that little, be that little brother in the division right now, <laughs> ruining your night. 
Yeah. Say, go say, home. Say, why you here? Yeah, go, why go are you home. here? Mama looking I, for you. Why are you here? My, my girlfriend's over here. Why are you in my why are you in here? <laughs> she likes like, me too. <laughs> <laughs> watch this, watch my cartwheel. <laughs> <laughs> we got we gotta talk. So that actually is a good segue into Bryce Young because we've all been questioning Bryce Young and was uh was it the right pick? Did we give up too much and all these things? And we've been kind of just waiting for a moment from Bryce to kind of happen. And I think it finally happened Sunday on that last drive. And I'm seeing lots of folks kind of mentioning that in here. This last drive, that last drive was a great experience for Bryce. Uh, playing Bryce is going to play tremendous dividends, learn how to win at the end of the game. And uh, just game situations and the emotion. I saw emotion from Chuba Hubbard, Tommy Tribble, uh, Bryce, uh, that scramble that he had to, to keep the play alive. Uh, G- DJ Chalk with that, t- that, uh, toe tap catch on the sideline. They kept the drive going. I mean, yeah. they just let's talk about that catch right there. Yeah, because I, I, so I was I like, yo, some, <laughs> I read something about the probability of that throw and catch, like in the like rain. 4%. It was like four yeah. percent or something like that. <laughs> Crazy. So, as soon as I saw it. so at the end of the day, Bryce is a four percenter. He is one of the four percent that will ever be able to do that throw. Have That's that, what we needed to see. That. You know we need to so, see that. Yeah, that's why you got drafted number see one. That. And clearly, Chark needed to see that, too. And we think about this. One of the things I, I kind of felt bad about last week, coming off their loss last uh, the other week, you know, the off, you know, the receivers, you know, dropping balls and whatnot. But we got to remember, they ain't really had that many opportunities either, if you think about it. Like, that's like true. Clean, A lot of times, all clear, don't get there. Yeah. Clean, clear opportunities. Yeah, we've had passing downs but a lot of those have been thrown away you know at the ground like guys not open so like actual catchable balls we haven't had those many opportunities no fault to uh bryce on on the catchable balls or anything like that it's just you know defense is being prepared for what we're what we've been doing um all along the season um you know becoming you know a little bit one-dimensional um in our, you know, our scheme, but you know, I believe the running game has opened up a lot for for that offense, and I think if we could just continue to, you know, to run Chuba um, until the wheels fall off, then they'll ha- they'll have some success. Uh, you know, it was good seeing Shark. It was good seeing Thielen involved. I love how they've got Bryce under center more. Um, as each week has gone by, he's been more and more under center because I feel like he's got to learn how to do that better and more effectively, which it feels like he has. That's helped the run game, which has helped his passing game. That was probably the cleanest pocket he's had all year uh, in terms of yeah. control and having some time. And he started slicing and dicing a little bit. He started cooking uh, that, that drive yeah. in particular. And, I, and people noticed it. Uh, here's a quick question from Mark Burks. Y'all think Frank might have had Bryce's demeanor too passive? I feel like since Bri- since Frank left, BY is starting to wake up a little bit now, or is that just rose-colored lenses? I don't know if uh, if he, I don't know if it was so much Frank kind of leaning into Bryce being passive. I, it, it started to feel more like Frank didn't really want to tinker with Bryce's mechanics or what he did. He just wanted to get through the season, and then in the off season, I think he felt like he'd be able to sit down and work on some things like the climb in the pocket stuff that we were on last week and all that kind of stuff. Cause they didn't really try to correct anything Bryce was doing from preseason until he got, until Frank got let go really in hindsight, like he was pretty much playing the same type of offense. It didn't really, there was no growth. They didn't really add things to it. They were just trying to run the same stuff. So he kind of looked stagnant and nothing was working. Now with the run game, finally getting introduced something that this man right here has been harping on for like six, seven weeks that they needed to start running this football behind Chuba. They finally started doing it. They're actually running some zone gap. It looks like a little bit for them yeah. to run, um, which is what the, the line was good at. <laughs> it's like a, it's all these things we all knew coming in that they're good at these things, and they just decided not to do them until the last month of the season. It's crazy to me. Um, but yeah, that might have been the moment. When we look back on this year, that last drive for Bryce to get the offense down the field in the weather conditions they were in. He's a 4 He's a 4%er. And that, <laughs> and that's actually because you have me, you're segueing me. On that day, was the only person to make those throws in the rain and the elements. There's only, I mean, how many people you think in the NFL could make a throw like that? Six, mm-hmm. seven, maybe? 
like that. I mean, like you, it's got to be in one spot in a downpour. One spot in a downpour. I Thirty-five yards downfield. Like the probability of someone Mahomes. making a four percent, I would say Mahomes. Mm, I would Burrow say uh, Joe Burrow. Maybe Josh Allen. Yeah, I've seen Josh Allen uh, throw some crazy throws. Yeah. <laughs> I think he probably could, especially up, especially up there because they deal with a lot of you know weather, uh, yeah, snow and wind and stuff. Yeah, yeah, he probably could throw Aaron, that. Aaron Rodgers, you know, Aaron he, Rodgers. He's back. Yeah. Aaron Aaron Rodgers is off the. Uh, Yo, we are, we almost got an Aaron Rodgers side. Yeah, right. <laughs> you said you had this injury. What are you feeling when you're watching these updates with Aaron Rodgers and you're looking at your your watch? And you're like, it's December. Like, how's this dude doing this in four months? He's back already. Yeah, I, mean, I mean, this the surgeries now, man. Like the advancements that have taken place in the medical field. I mean, it, it, it's crazy. It's no surprise at this point. I mean, you know, God bless them. But so, it seems like you know the New York Jets are out of the playoffs. So I'm not really sure. Yeah, they're five and ten. Um, no, not five and yeah. ten. They're five and whatever, five and nine, or whatever it is. Yeah. Uh, five and I eight. don't know if they. I don't know if they're gonna really, you know, put him out there for. You know, good pleasure. Look, I think Aaron um, Rodgers. Unless, is trying to be unless nice. it, yeah, unless, yeah, I think he's just trying to be nice. But he's on the line. Yo, dude, I ain't trying to do that again. Let's go in the offseason and get this thing built up a little bit. Was it Brad Chubb? I think most of the dog. He had three sacks this past week. I was just like, oh my gosh. And Aaron Rodgers out there, he got hurt second place. How about the Seattle Seahawks, bro? Dude, you remember who said? Yeah, you remember our we had a we had a Super Bowl. We had a Super Bowl. I had a bit winning the Super Bowl. And we look, we looked at that bracket like we were all just we were like, oh, how did we do this? Like, how did this even happen? <laughs> and we, now how did we get here. <laughs> Seattle Drew Lock was that guy. He had a he had a wonderful for like that last drive. Oh yeah, the, I like the backpack thing that he does. Oh, like yeah. when he starts getting ready, it's like. <laughs> it goes on about I like that. I like that, Drew Locke. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, they have the San Francisco 49ers in their uh, division, and the 49ers look like the class oh, of the NFL. Yeah. Like, yeah, what are you supposed to do? <laughs> what are you supposed to you do? To stop? Listen, Christian McCaffrey is running on all cylinders right now. Yo. I mean, he just surpassed Jerry Rice, Hall of Famer, <laughs> in, in touchdowns. Um, like, come on, bro. Like, he's like – it's, it's crazy. To, it's crazy to watch. Like, it is. He's, he's the best in the business. No yeah, question. He's the best in the business. Look, Everybody talking look, about Purdy. Look, Purdy is is really good, but Christian McCaffrey is him. He really is. He's the best. I think he might be the best player in the NFL today. The, like, the very best player. Very, number one on the NFL 100 thing yeah. they do at the end of the year. Like he's I think, the, I think it's him. Numero uno. <laughs> Yeah. If he keeps on doing this, he a first ballot. Oh gosh, yeah. Like I mean, Easy. if he gets another thousand thousand season, like I don't know if he'll be able to get there this year. I was looking at his stats. I think he's still. I don't know. He's got three games left. We'll see what they do with him. But if he gets another thousand thousand season in the next year or two to go with the one he had here, that he'd be the only person in history to do it twice. Only one in history. And I think he only can. <laughs> I think he, he easily. Might just, he, he might already be kind of in that conversation. He might be. I already kind of looked at him like a Marshall Falk type. He just hasn't had uh, the hardware yet. He just had, once you put a ring on his finger, the, the perception yeah. and the talk about him is going to completely change. Like yeah. they're going to start talking all time, like with him. And uh, that's it's a perfect segue over to the the part of the uh, the show that we were going to have with Cam Newton and his comments from last week because I didn't even pull this clip. He was talking about uh, C Mac on the same show, and he was like, uh, "We talked about this actually about two weeks prior on the show." about going back in the timeline, what would you change? And they asked him the question, and he was like, I'll, I'll even go back further than where they did. I would have never traded C-Mac. And he was like, bro, they they didn't know how to use him. Like, they, he was practicing every day and then getting 40, yeah. 40 touches or whatever in a game, Which is and insane. they wouldn't sit him. Yeah, they would never. He, yeah. I mean, granted, he wanted to practice. They should have sat him on Wednesdays yeah, as a vet or whatever. Listen, when you got a, a beast back there, you're supposed to control him. You're supposed to say, mm-hmm. hey, look. <laughs> I know you want to you you want to be out there, but we want to make sure we tranquilize you for a second so that we yeah we are protect but, yeah but um but I mean and and, and you know you, it's hard because you know you have a, a a player that's 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 that great and he's you know you know wanting to do certain things a certain way and and his preparation is so on point and so fascinating at the end of the day you know at, 
at the running back position, the way he prepares, um, you don't want to touch it and you're afraid to touch it. But, you know, as a coach, you know, your job is to, you know, manage your players and manage, you know, and delegate, you know, your roster. And so, you know, you know, Cam was on that, you know, that team, you know, with him where he was going off, you know, and, you know, he witnessed it firsthand. 2018, so, I think it was the 2018 season. Yeah. Where now it so, felt like yeah, when we and, had and, him. And, and if it's something that you know Cam's seeing, like wait a minute, because I remember when I like when I played, like if I had my ankles sore, I was not practicing. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> like, <I'm laughs> like, hey, coach, coach, <laughs> listen, my feet. Got it. I need a. If I need a. If you want me to eat on Sunday, these feet have to rest. <laughs> and that, and they, McCaffrey, bless his heart, never really did that from all accounts and yeah. started and, having some lower leg injuries. And two, and, I, and two, I think it's a little bit of like, yeah, Christian might have wanted to like, you know, be out there at practice. But at the end of the day, like as a player, I'm pretty sure he would have taken a bone. He would have taken bones. And so yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I fault the, you know, you know, the decision to not give him a bone or force him a bone. Like, here, take it mm -hmm. every day this week. <laughs> <laughs> so, the, uh, oh, Mark Burks is saying, uh, hey, y'all do a really good job keeping the fan base informed. I feel like every time I disagree with any of y'all, I get proven wrong and I'm here for it. Thank y'all. Hey, man, we appreciate you stopping by uh, Believe in Panthers podcast. It's been a hard year, but we've tried to keep the content light. We've tried to keep it interesting for everybody that comes through and we try to make it interactive so you guys can, you know, blow off some steam or give your opinions or whatever it may be. So we do appreciate everybody stopping by uh, to, to watch and everything. Again, Stu with the segues today, because you just kind of lead me along uh, into these uh, <laughs> these different segments, because that goes straight to Cam Newton. And um, I really wanted to have a conversation about his comments from last week about game manager versus game changer, because on one hand, we all know Cam Newton was a game changer. Like that, mm -hmm. if, if there's anybody out there that could actually speak on this, it would be him, <laughs> you know, like he knows yeah. what it's like to be a game changer. And right. Number two, game manager is not a bad thing it's to be. It's not a bad thing to be. It's Tom a great Brady was thing a game to be. Manager. Yeah, yeah. Tom Brady was the greatest game manager of all time. He just happens to be the greatest quarterback of all time, too. But I think in some ways, Peyton Manning was kind of a game manager. manager. He needed things around him, you know. Um, who else? Drew Brees. Like these yeah. dudes we consider top five, top six all time quarterbacks. A lot of them are game managers. Game managers. You're 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 just now starting to see quarterbacks coming into the league that have the ability to take over a game because they can run out of the pocket. Right. And they're running, and and now what's happening? They're running with the intention of throwing. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, you know, back in the day, like you know, Mike Vick. You know, if he's taking off, he's about to run. <laughs> <He's gone. laughs> and you ain't catching him. Nah. And so now, and then you get guys like Cam, you know, who came into the league. He's in the pocket. You know, protection might be breaking down a little bit. He stays in the pocket. He can act like a big Ben, shrug a guy off the shoulders. And when yeah. I say shrug a shrug a guy off the shoulders, I'm talking about shrug a, a 325 pound D lineman <laughs> off his shoulder <laughs> and still. You know, keep his eyes down the field and connect with you know a, a deep crossing route or whatnot, and then or you have a guy like him that can roll out of the pocket, but he's got his eyes down the field. I think he's, he's the blueprint. Looking to, he's looking for, you know, like I'm gonna run, but if I see a, a touchdown down the field, I'm about to launch this thing, or if I see a way that I can deliver a ball and pick up 15 rather than me taking off and getting my head blasted. Yeah. And, you know, and so he I mean, you want to talk about a blueprint? I think that's what you're about to say. Oh, uh, yeah. Like, I think he he's a trailblazer in that department. He Because he's I kind of a mix of because like you just eloquently put Michael Vick and those guys, they were different in terms of yeah. if they took off running, they were run first. Cam had right. a little mix of that. Plus, he's still I've always I've always said to me, Cam Newton, the player in my lifetime that reminded me the most of Cam Newton was Randall Cunningham, like the way he mm -hmm. kind of played. Uh, the way he kind of eluded tacklers in the backfield, his arm and his ability yeah. to throw. But Randall was kind of ahead of his time. Um, well, he was ahead of his time. And Cam took that on a bigger frame 
and 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 played kind of the same way. And I've always kind of said the same thing for both of them. But for, if you look at like when Cam came into the league 2011 to now, the, the the top quarterbacks in the league today: Pat Mahomes, Lamar Jackson, Josh, Josh Allen. Allen. They're all they're all they've all taken things from Cam. So like, yeah, when he when people ask him, do you think you're a first ballot Hall of Famer? He's like, yeah. And I'm like, yeah, <laughs> he is. He is a first. But like, if he's not, who is? Like, he literally checks all the boxes. So, like, he's a he's a trailblazer as a player, but he's also a trailblazer in the department of what is the NFL today. Yes, you know, you talk about fanmanship, like, like the fan. Is it fanmanship? Uh, <laughs> I was gonna let slide. <laughs> Sportsmanship, but like, entertainment value of it. Like, he yeah, understands but like, that the, like he understands the brand. He understands. What it is, you know, to, you know, to to carry yourself authentically and to do it in a way that's, you know, hey, I'm I'm gonna get you know judgments cast my way, which yeah. gives which has given a lot of the players now, you know, the the leeway to to just be themselves, um, in a league where once in a once a, once upon a time, it wasn't be yourself, it was be the script right yeah <laughs> be, be this way don't walk off the beaten path especially at the quarterback position you know what i'm and saying and it's so not, it's not like he's trying to be bigger than the shield it just it, his personality is just so big that it's hard to contain it and he doesn't try he's a play he's a game changer yeah he's like a game changer his, look, that's what a game changer does like hey look i'm here to rock the ship and yep. here we go and we're gonna do it and we're like every time he got in that huddle bro we could have been down 15 with three minutes to go. He got in that huddle. Oh, we about to win. <laughs> you, you feel the the, the confidence the off of him. Yeah, yeah the, the energy. You're just like, okay, yeah. I'm, I'm going to ride with you. And that's the that, – see, that's uh, does a game manager do that? Some of them can. But, you know, Tom Brady. Yeah. Tom Brady can do that too. But yeah. I think I think the difference is like physical. Like game changers can do things that game managers can't do. <laughs> like they literally just mm-hmm. can't do it. Pat Mahomes can do things with a football that Brock Purdy can't do. Now Brock Purdy, mm-hmm. Brock Purdy's an interesting conversation right now because people are trying to figure out where to put him. Is he a game changer or a game manager? I think he's a game manager because he's managing a lot of talent <laughs> that's sitting out yeah. there in front of him. He's got to make sure he don't turn the ball over, and they're going to do the rest. But it, but it takes it takes a little bit of. Like there, I, I feel like there is a little bit of in between, right? You know, and because just because you have a lot of players around you, don't mean that you're going to be able to put up, right? That's, they did go through a couple of quarterbacks before they got yeah, the party to, to exactly. your point. Yeah. It's like, yeah. hey, look, throw it to this guy. Okay. Why didn't you throw it to that guy? Oh, well, because I was late on my timing or because I didn't see him on time or because I was looking the other way. Yeah. Like, you know, it still takes a special player. To be able to like decide where the ball goes when you have four guys that are going to be all pro this year on that roster in the skill position. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like everybody in the skill position is going to the Pro Bowl uh, or will get voted to go there. Um, I wasn't even going to do one this week. Yeah, I'm going to tell you why we messed I'm going to tell you why we messed I did want to address because it's from actually last week from this. And actually, Richard Fearing reminded me in the comments. Uh, well, no, that's not it. Desmond and Jonathan, appreciate you guys and Skylar. Keep up the great work you do. Merry Christmas and keep pounding. Keep pounding to you too, sir. Yeah, it was the one before that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> the way people came at Cam wasn't right. They didn't make it about his opinion. They made it about him personally, and that's not right. I totally agree. Because if and somebody that's what else they've always done. Yeah, that's they've what they've always, always done. done. They've treated him a certain way because of because of the hats he wears or what he's the only right. person, I swear, he's the only football player ever where I would be getting in arguments with people on Facebook on Wednesday about what this dude wore on Sunday at the podium. Right. You know what right. I mean? Like, and I'm like, why are we, why are we even having this argument about the dude's dress? Like, why, why do we care what he's wearing? Yeah. Like, what did he do on Sunday? Let's yeah. talk about that. No, no, he, he looks crazy. He's got this hat on. He's got overalls with a bib and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, nobody cares. <laughs> nobody cares. Let that man dress people, the way he wants. People are afraid of change, especially when they know it's good. Because that means they have to change. Exactly. Exactly. So let me let me go ahead and hit the uh, the clip first, and then because I got people asking questions about certain uh, quarterbacks in the league. So uh, here's the original clip that set. Well, actually, this is a response after the first clip went out uh, to when other talking heads in the media started coming back at him, like, "Dude, you're sitting at home. You have no reason to talk about why who's a game changer, game manager." That's not the tip he was on, and he tried to address it this way. 
that I want to make here is this. Identifying the difference between a game manager and a game changer. Game manager is not a negative connotation. Ken, what do you mean by game manager? My definition of that managing player is a player who has the ability to make the right play at the right time, protecting the football at all costs. There's times in my career where I figured this out. Sometimes, Cam, you don't have to take over a game. Allow other players to do that. If we're getting personal here, there was times in my career where I did it, and there's times in my career where I didn't do it. Um, for, and second of all, shout out to, I don't know what he did over the past, like, six months, but Cam Newton's social media and, like, entertainment game has exploded in terms of his podcasting and that kind of stuff. It's starting to push through. It's really, really getting going. And mm-hmm. Excited to see where it goes. Me too. Uh, him Me and too. Jordan Marshall um, <sighs> teaming up together, traveling and doing some things. <clears throat> I saw that they're going on tour or something. Yeah, that's that's actually pretty awesome. Um, so stuff like that. Um, I don't know how often you talk to Cam these days or whatnot, but if you could drop a little note in his ear, hey man, why don't you come come and check out the Believe in Panthers podcast? We'll do the whole show with you. We'll just because it feels like you could sit down with Cam and just talk for like an hour and fifteen minutes about oh, yeah. just life, <laughs> just go through all these things. So. Literally. I think, you know, I was thinking about this the other day, too. He might be my favorite NFL player of all time. Like, it, yeah, it I mean, was Bo Jackson the longest. But like, and you, what you got, what you think about, right? Like, Cam, I talked about this one time, you know. He played on an offense in college that's had no players on his offense the team that he won the, the, the national championship with, none of those players started an NFL game. Right. Yeah. And they weren't that good the year before he was there, if I'm not right. mistaken. Yeah. They were like five and seven. Game changer. He's a game changer. Game changer. Um, and, and, he, and, he, and, the, and the crazy thing is he did it the way everybody dreams of doing it. Think about that. When you dream of a touchdown – and celebrations, you're smiling, you're slapping hands, oh man, hands, yeah. giving balls away. Like you, like your dreams are actually like exaggerated. Cam played football and performed and gave people the entertainment that they all wanted and dreamed of. We took it for granted too, because like and now, you know how many Panther fans would love to have that back in Bank of America Stadium. Oh, yeah. Like dude, I remember. How I went to in 2015, I actually went and watched y'all play Houston. Uh, I think it was like week three or something. It was hot. Like we were, you know, how it is Bank of America. Like you sit on a certain part of yeah. the stadium, there's no shade. <laughs> so like if you're playing an afternoon game, you're just baking yeah. out there. And uh, that was the game where Cam uh, flipped into the end zone at the end. Um, it, I hadn't been to Bank of America Stadium where it had been that loud. And then the playoffs, oh, my God, the Cardinals game and the Seattle game, in the playoffs, I've never heard Bank of America Stadium so loud. Like it felt like it was shaking through the TV, and a lot. It was just the personalities on that team with you and uh, you know and Olsen and everybody. But Cam being like the leader of that, the reason when you see these um, these coordinated end zone like celebrations now with it teams, started or with it start, started it started with Cam. It started with Cam and, and y'all's team, 2015. Like y'all doing the uh, the yeah, pictures fine, on the sidelines, yeah, yeah, fine for it. Oh, Dude. let's take it to the sideline then. Okay, so let's go to the sideline. It had to be so <laughs> worth it. Because <laughs> at that point, there's still the picture that's out there where it's like literally, I think the game is still going on. Like it's towards the yeah, end of the regular fourth season. Quarter, yeah, fourth it's quarter, like, we beat like somebody behind. We beat <laughs> somebody like, behind. Oh, like, that was when we were like, you know, going with the whole 7 and 0, 8 and 0, 9 yeah. and 0. 10 hey, yo, y'all were the worst 14 and 0 team of all time, according to the talking yeah, media. Whatever. Like, yeah, we yeah, whatever. <laughs> and I still in that picture, the thing that stands out to me, I'm gonna go find it when we're done. So the thing that stands out to me, Greg Olson is standing there, like off to the side, just like, <laughs> like, everybody's, on, like everybody's cheesing and like dabbing and stuff. And Olson's just kind of like he almost looks like he didn't know where he was, like he didn't know what was going on, and he's just kind of standing there looking with his look on his face. And I just remember thinking, man. That one at the end of a game, like I think the defense is still out there. <laughs> I think they're yeah. still playing. Like while it's going well, on, she was some of the defensive players was over there. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was pulling somebody out. So the fans yeah. kind of took that for granted. And now I think now in hindsight, when they're hearing Cam talk about certain things, they just kind of reminisce about that because that honestly was the peak of Carolina Panther football. That 
2013 to 2018 stretch, I guess you can 18, say, 17, you know, in the history yeah. of it, um, three division titles and all that good stuff. So the final thing I wanted to hit before we got out of here, though, in the um, uh, the QB room, who uh, actually Chris Lee from WRAL uh, told me to go watch. It was an interview he had um, with uh, this cop. Who is this? It's not Kyle Allen. It's a. Uh, uh, yeah, it is. It's Kyle Allen and Jordan Palmer. Um, they're mm. they're pod, and they had Cam on, and they were talking about uh, you know on the timeline for the Panthers. What would you do to change it to avoid this? Because Cam throughout the episode, he's pretty, he's like you know I I want to show that I'm still a part of Charlotte. I'm still part of North Carolina. I'm still part of this community. Uh, I just have that much love for it. And he was describing some of the stuff he would do like after games or whatever. And they asked him the question. And he was like, I, I don't want to be. Well, they basically asked him, would you be would you be considered to be a coach if you want to come in and be a coach? And he was like, no, I don't want to be the coach. I want to be the uh, the president, which is something I never really thought of before. But then he kind of went into it and it made sense. And I don't want to go into whether it's possible or any of that kind of stuff. I want to go into more of would the fan base accept it and are the reasons he's giving as to why he would be a good team president actually accurate. And here's the uh, – actually, I haven't pulled it yet. Uh, the – the video from the QB room from last week. If you haven't seen this yet, you can definitely go uh, check this out. But here's the clip that I pulled from it here. Here's Cam talking about what he would do. I wanted people in Charlotte to understand I'm one of y'all. Like, like, shit, when I lose, when we lose, we all lose. When we win, man, Krispy Kreme donuts on everybody. Hell, I'm a vibe. You know what I mean? I just uh-huh. wanted that culture to be there. Because when I first got to Carolina, it wasn't there. We would see more Washington uh, uh, jerseys, Pittsburgh jerseys, and Cowboy jerseys in the fans. And I was like, no, that ain't, I'm going to make this mine. And still to this day. So when I'm saying, I don't want to be a coach. I want to be the president. If you allow me to do that, I can guarantee you, I can hold people accountable to sell tickets. Number one, that's the business side. But also, we're going to win football games. All right, Cam. Last question. We're gonna. Hmm. So, I, yeah, what segment? I mean, the business is all about selling tickets, butts and seats, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, especially premium seats. You know, you talk about PSLs, and you talk about a lot of things. And you know, I think Cam, you know, he has the qualities to sell tickets. <laughs> think about oh, that. Yeah. I think you he's know what I'm saying? That. So <laughs> he, he's proven he's proven that. So. <laughs> I mean, yeah, he's proven that with his play, but like you think about the things that he did as far as his own personal brand. Think about that. His we own just personal brand. Yeah. yeah. You know, and that's what this is all about. You know, and, and I think, you know, we talk about culture, we're really talking about what's what's our what's our DNA. You know what I'm saying? Like, and and how and how do we share that? How 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 do we make this not just you know, the Carolina Panthers thing? How do we make this the Charlotte thing? How do we make this the Raleigh thing? How do we make this the Greenville thing? How do we make this the Spartanburg thing? You know, touch every city of the Carolinas. Yep. You know what I'm saying? And how do you relay that message? And I feel like, you know, a guy like Cam, he's got all the unique qualities um, to be able to, you know, do anything. You know what I'm saying? And I mean, I, and obviously being a team president, you know, there's clearly qualifications that you need to, to have to really have that title um and I'm, I'm pretty sure when he said that he's not sitting here saying like hey hire me <laughs> but i really I'm, actually I, that, I had that question when he said it because i was like is he qualified for it but then i was like well they, people i mean nowadays i don't know like but i i won't i won't even touch that because i mean right now we had the carolina panthers have a, a team president and so but yeah, as far as as far <laughs> as far as cam goes like what he can do for the organization shoot you can give him a whole different title, ambassador, in, ambassador, yeah. or whatever it is. But ambassador like, player, personnel. But, but but someone that giving him a, a title that has free reign to you know to be able to you know voice certain things and, and be heard on certain things and point things in a certain direction. Um, not saying that again. This is something that he was actually saying he wants to do, but I'm saying his qualities. The things that can that Cam can do, and the things that you know he represents, and 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 how he has delivered his personal brand throughout 
his playing time in college and in the pros and post football, like he un- he gets it. He understands yep. what it means to to sell. He understands what it means to entertain. He understands what it what the fans are expecting. He understands, you know, what it what it means to give back. He knows he knows what it's like to be in the community. He knows what it is to be, you know, in the spotlight. Yeah. And and, and you know, you know, to to share that, you know, heart on his sleeve. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So um so yeah, man, I think there's a lot of you know great qualities about Cam that, you know, when he says that and you know, you know, fans hear it, they get excited because they they see that. They they see you know, man, if Cam was our team president, that would be amazing because you want to know why? Cam was a part of a lot of people's core memories. Exactly. As a Panther and, fan. Yes. And that that's what hit me the most when listening to him. So I'm like, he just detailed out all of my fears that I've put out on this podcast the past three or four weeks about what was going to happen with the culture of the Carolina Panthers when they bring in another coach. Like mm-hmm. Frank Wright got sold to us basically because he was a Carolina Panther. Like that that's what sold him to us was that he was the first quarterback that started. He lived in Charlotte for 20 years. He knew what keep pounding meant. Like he all these things that we loved about Steve Wilkes, it was kind of easier for us to come off of Wilkes because it was Frank Wright and because of what he meant to the community. So when yeah. you fire him, you know, 11 games in, I'm more worried about I don't want you to chase the culture. Like, I don't want you to put somebody here just because they're from North Carolina and just because, you know, they have association with it. But it's got to make sense. Like, it's got to make sense in terms of uh, David Tepper from Pittsburgh. They need a game changer. They need a game changer. Now, Bryce (laughs) might very well be that person, you know, but they need somebody in the front office, too, that that league officials and owners – are going to listen to and respect when it comes to talking Carolina Panther business, like someone that knows the history of the Panthers and the community and what it means to the people here. Like you said, a lot, half of my, it's like half of my or a third of my life was watching Cam yeah. Newton play Carolina Panther football. Like, and, and, and again, and play. again, the, right now the, the Carolina Panthers have a team president and, you know, the, yeah, we're not saying kick him out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll make that clear. Yeah, yeah. Well, declare the fact that we're not saying <laughs> like Let him go. talking about the quali- the qualities that Cam has. Yes, as far as make a, make and, a position for him, you know, bring him in. Talking about the point, but like you know, <laughs> you, every team has a team press. <laughs> every team has. They did it for Jim yeah, Caldwell and, and Dom. We still don't know what Dom Capers is doing. Like, right. well, maybe we do because the defense is off the chain. So maybe that's what he's yeah. been doing all year. So who knows? And actually, Everybody, that's probably. And, and everybody has a team president for a reason. And, yes. You know, that position is, a, is, a, is an important position. Who is our team so, president? Chris oh, and so, and so at the end of the day, like, you know, Cam, you know, making that comment, again, he's not saying hire me as a team president because that's what's wrong. But, like, right. he's saying I have the qualities to be able to, like, enhance the, like the situation, the way I know how to do it. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, and at the end of the day too, it's like, yeah, like that could happen, but we will never know. No. Okay. So, yeah. <laughs> so can't you do what you're doing? And like, eventually yeah. and who knows down the road, 10 years from now, who knows what's going to happen? So, yeah. Who um, knows? I mean, if he is a team president, that'd be great. You know, one day, that'd be good for his resume. Yeah. Good for, you know, Panthers, Panthers culture, Panthers uh, history. <laughs> Real quick before we get out of here, uh, Derek Matthew Pauly asking Dak, a changer or a manager? I'll tell you what, he was a game manager the other night. Uh, I don't even know if he was either one. Uh, the, the, the Cowboys got curb stomped by the Bills. Uh, was that Sunday night when they played? They couldn't do anything. Um, no, it was Sunday afternoon. Um, uh, Dallas can't play on the road <laughs> for some reason. I don't know what it, when they get on the road because they lost to Arizona on the road too. It's like I think the San Francisco game was on the road, so I don't know, but. Dak is not – I can't say Dak is a game changer. He don't okay. He don't change the game the way like a Cam Newton would where – like you don't really scheme for Dak, I don't think. Right. Like you had to right. scheme for Cam like when they came into town or whatever. So I think that's probably the difference. Da- uh, Dallin asks, this would probably never happen, uh, but it would be amazing. Sorry, I see a UPS man coming to my door. So my dog. <laughs> there she goes. <laughs> there she is. That's – Yeah. 
sorry. I saw him in the window. I was like, oh no, it's about to go down. And she <laughs> she saw him too. Um, Dallin says, this would probably never happen, but it would be amazing if Tepper gave Idro the head coaching job or at least stayed with his new coach. We're keeping the entire defensive coaching staff. In the beginning, I actually felt like, oh man, all of them are gone. Then I started thinking about it. They they held Chris Tabor over from the last regime. They held uh, James Campion, the offensive line coach, over from the last regime. So those were David Tepper calls. Who's to say David yeah. Tepper doesn't go to, to Idro and like, look, I'm going to make you the highest paid defensive coordinator in the entire league. You stay here. Let me go get a coach, an offensive-minded coach. Let's put this thing together because I don't want Chris Tabor to leave either. Like Chris Tabor, no, special Chris teams. Chris Tabor to stay. Yeah. And is that so possible? Do you think now is that possible that maybe Idro stays as defensive coordinator and or assistant I head think coach? I think, I think at this point it's up to him, right? Because, I mean – yeah. You know, given his <laughs> one year like tenure here, like he's he, done tremendous he does he's done a tremendous job. You know, there's no reason why we should be ranked number three defense when we can't at all. Put points in the <laughs> I can't, mathematically, you know I can't figure out how it's even possible, but now it, now I mean it could, you know, register the fact that hey, look, you're you have a team that can't score and hasn't haven't scored, so you know, what you've been doing is, you know, managing a team that's running the ball to try to run the clock out. So you're not really having to defend as many passes in the fourth quarter, third quarter, what have you. Short fields, um, turnovers, short maybe. fields, turnovers, yeah. and just like, you know, turnover on downs. So, I mean, there's a lot that can go into that. But at the end of the day, it could be way worse. Yeah. I mean, we are giving up like 21 points a game or whatever. So it's not like it's like the doomsday defense or the 85 bears or anything like that, but they are, but they've they been are, like this all year. But they've kept us, they've kept us in games. Yes. And they've been, able to, in, yeah. they've been able to keep us watching the game until somewhere in the fourth quarter. You know what I'm saying? That, yeah. Dallin makes a great point. Without Shaq and all the injuries, this defense is really, yeah. really good. Can you imagine if Shaq yeah. been out there all year? Or if yeah. JC Warren had been out there all year, or yeah, we would have had we would have had more touchdowns. We yeah, have so. some defensive touchdowns too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think so. <laughs> so. I mean, I'm curious because I started thinking about this after that game. I'm like, man, we just won nine to seven on three field goals because this defense just kind of pitched almost a shutout. Is it possible to retain? Because I don't think he'll become head coach. Because it does seem like they're stuck on. I am starting to lean towards this Ben Johnson talk, like they're talking. But I'd like it in coordination with keeping Idro, like keep him as DC. Bring in Ben Johnson as your head coach and offensive coordinator or whatever you want to do. I think Ivaro, if he's if he was given a head coaching job for the Carolina Panthers, I would not argue against it. Me either. I, I but given what we have, if it's not broke, I wouldn't I wouldn't try to change that situation. Um, I would do whatever it takes to keep him here. And you know, yeah. I think I think what I think with offensive minded head coaches like I've kind of like like I've been biased right because Coach Rivera you know was a defensive minded head coach mm-hmm. and I've played for nothing but defensive minded head coaches and I love them because they love running the ball yep <laughs> <laughs> and but when it comes to like this day and age in football like you know where clearly we learned that. We have to be able to score. We have to be good in the red zone. We have to be able to create different looks on offense and have guys, you know, in different positions to win. And the hardest part about that is the identity of an offense. When you're having offensive coordinators come in and out of situations, shoot, we can have the best offensive coordinator with a head coach, you know what I'm saying, with a defensive-minded head coach. The defensive coach is going to stay here, right? Because he's got a head coaching because he's got a head coaching job. Yep. But the moment you hire an offensive coordinator that's really good, he's going to leave because <laughs> he's going to try to go get another. He's going to try to get a head coaching job, Maybe right? Like Eighteen months. Yeah, you're right. You're so absolutely right. now, so now you're stuck with a defensive head coach that's like, okay, now I got to figure out this offensive identity for what we need moving forward. But if you have an offensive minded head coach. You're running with what he's got planned, right? And you're bringing in an offensive coordinator that is on the same wavelength. So much so to where you're not having to hold his hand. You know what I'm saying? I'll uh, I'll end it with this because a thought crept in my head after watching that Bills-Cowboys game. Mm -hmm. 
What if the offensive coordinator for the Carolina Panthers next year is Joe Brady? Currently the offensive coordinator for the Buffalo Bills, who got promoted because uh they they uh fired um or what if the offensive coordinator what? stays Thomas Brown? And you have an offensive-minded head coach come in. Well, his wife already told us they're fired, so I don't know. If... Hey, man, <laughs> I don't I'm know just if out here. Saying. I forgot about. I don't know if they're or not. Um, yeah, <laughs> and then, uh, Richard says, if we get Ben Johnson, a good candidate to pair with him with as GM would be Ryan. Uh, I think it means Ray Agnew, uh, the assistant GM for the Lions. Agnew has connections with Israel Ige- Ivero as well. Agnew has connections to uh, well, not to me, but to my community. He played at Winston-Salem State, uh, and he's big here um in the area uh there's like streets named after him and stuff up here so yeah if if he came in uh from uh detroit to be the gm which means we're kind of shoving uh scott fitter out the door and we didn't stop with the trials we just put it on pause because we won a game so (laughs) next week will be scott fitter on trial whether or not he deserves to stay he's been given no assurances according to joe person that his job is secure for next year so um we'll see about that um, I think we're going to get out of here because Instagram's telling me they only do this for an hour on live things, so they just ended this anyway. So <laughs> we'll go ahead and stop it right well, this there. This was on Instagram? I just realized it was on Twitter, I, too. I, I just put it on Instagram. They just opened it up on StreamYard like two days ago where you could put it on Instagram Live. So it's on the Believe in Panthers Instagram uh, thing there, um, and it's on Twitter as well, on the Believe in Panthers Twitter account, so you can share the full shows from there. Uh, we'll be back next week. Hopefully the whole gang will be together again. Uh, Skyler, today's National Signing Day in college football, so Skyler's probably neck deep in like transfers and uh, incoming freshmen who left. Like college football is off the chain right now in terms of trying to yeah. track roster movement. So he's he is busy. He's, <laughs> he's busy. super busy right now. But he should uh, be back my next week. My prediction this week, yeah, is that Carolina Panthers going to beat beat the Green Bay Packers. It's a home game, right? Yeah, twenty four. To 13. I've seen good Jordan Love this year, and I've seen bad Jordan Love this year. And yeah. I don't know which one's going to show up. Um, the I, think the Jordan, I think the Jordan Love that's going to show up is the one that he he knows he's got to get back home for Christmas. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> so we'll – uh, that's, it's Christmas Day, isn't it? Isn't, isn't that Sunday? Christmas – no, Christmas Eve. No, it's Christmas Eve. Okay. So um, and I believe it's a 1 o'clock kickoff. It's here. Uh, I need to adjust my uh, Christmas Eve party stuff. Because we're having a Christmas Eve party. Um okay. so I think it's the early game. So we'll what kind of snacks y'all gonna have? Dude, I think I'm gonna do some meatballs, uh like crock pot meatballs yeah. that I do. Uh okay. some chicken wings, maybe oh. some finger foods or something. Hey man, if you up here in the area, come through. Come bring bring you and your how you make your how you make your chicken wings? I lately I've been air frying them, uh okay. just because it's healthier, you know, instead of yeah, putting them yeah. in grease. So I'll a little yeah. little, uh, little bacon powder. Uh, some seasoning, get it to see you got a little crispy coating, put them in there, spray them for a little bit, about 18 minutes, put them out, toss them in whatever. Good to go. Um, And I needed to get out of it because I had a fry daddy. My parents are always complaining about me eating greasy foods and they bought me a fry daddy for (laughs) for Christmas one year. I'm just frying everything and they're complaining about it. I'm like, you bought it for me. Like, what am I supposed to do? Yeah, you gave it to me. (laughs) So, um, I don't know, but we're doing Christmas dinner too. So, um, What's uh right here as we get out? What's the thing you want for Christmas this year? Um, man, I really don't want anything. You know, I, I would say, you know, just continue, you know, health for my family, my friends. Um, you know, I think that's that's the greatest gift right there. And just yeah. for all of y'all that don't know Jesus, you better get to know him. It's his birthday. <laughs> Coming up, okay. It's his birthday. But no, that's really the greatest gift of all. Is just you know, for me, um, just knowing that I have a Lord and Savior. I um, I knew I was getting old when the top of my list was like t-shirts and socks. Like I want them. (laughs) Please give me some socks and t-shirts because I'm burning through them. So, um, I definitely getting old man stuff but I, I love it the stuff that i need um so we'll be back after christmas because christmas is on monday i think we'll be back on tuesday next week uh we'll check and see because things should be died down a little bit with the holidays uh coming to a close over the weekend um again the panthers taking on the green bay packers and jordan love this sunday one o'clock p.m on fox definitely check that out if you're just now joining us uh follow us on our social media platforms believe in panthers on twitter believe in carolina panthers on instagram 
Um, the Believe in Panthers page on Facebook is actually under review. So I think we they thought we were doing something. Uh, so I don't know if you can even see it over there, but you can follow us on our social media, as you see there, for Stu and for myself uh, and Skyler. Skyler uh, is a beat writer for the Panthers, for all Panthers SI. So if you want up-to-the-minute news there, definitely follow him at Callahan underscore on Twitter. Um, and go follow the Tobacco Road uh, YouTube page. So whenever we're about to come out with a new show, uh, you'll, you'll have a notification that we're about to come on. I know some of y'all were joking earlier on that you probably got five notifications over the past couple of days for when, <laughs> when we were going to start because I kept moving the time around. But we appreciate y'all sticking it out and uh, and watching the show. Um, if you just now came in, because I see a flood just started coming into the show because I think Stu just shared it to Twitter. Uh, you can watch the full yeah, thing. Sorry about that. Y'all can come back next week. Yeah. <laughs> just, you can watch the whole You can still watch the whole thing. Just go to youtube.com forward slash at Tobacco Road Sports Radio. Rate, subscribe. Oh, the whole thing is there. Uh, you can and check the audio podcast. Yeah. Yeah. yeah the all audio will be believe podcast network uh, a little bit later on in the day. So for Jonathan Stewart, for our comrade uh, Skylar Callahan from Sports Illustrated, I'm Dustin Johnson. You've been watching and listening to the Believe in Carolina Panthers podcast here on Believe Podcast Networks, brought to you by Bet Online. Keep pounding. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B L E A V on YouTube.